Good morning. Welcome to the Painting Pictures podcast. Welcome to Painting Pictures. It's a podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts. I'm eating a fruit salad right now. Uh, strawberries. Delicious. Strawberries are in season. Apricot. Also delicious. Coming into season, one of the first stone fruits. Sign of time to come, folks. Before you know it, we'll be eating peaches and nectarines. The other item in the salad is watermelon. Also starting to come into season. Delicious. And blueberries, which are actually white on the inside. If anybody asks you what color blueberries are on the inside, they're white. It's a good trivia question. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm high on coffee right now because it's Tuesday. Like uncomfortably high on coffee. So I decided to eat a fruit salad so I can do this intro. Today's podcast um, is vaguely related to Cinco de Mayo, celebration of Mexican heritage. If you have any questions or comments or want to send me pictures of your cat, the email address for the podcast is gaberobertsart at gmail.com. The website for the podcast is gaberobertsart.com. Got a new background up for the month of May for your desktop, so go ahead and check that out if you want. Um, and now there's this great intro song, uh, which was recorded by my friend Bill Bones Bittner. And uh, it's really it's just going to get you in the mood for the podcast. All right. So sit back. Enjoy. God bless you. Uh, I hope your feet aren't cold like mine. I hope that May is full of life and spring and flowers and sunshine. Mwah. So this morning I was uh, sitting out out back of my uncle's house on the patio, sipping on a cup of tea and taking the sun and eating a waffle with maple syrup on it. And I heard the sound of a lawnmower and I realized that Jose and his crew of landscapers had arrived and it was time to get inside and I, I hightailed it inside because I didn't want them to see me luxuriating out there these guys they come uh, Monday mornings they are very efficient and they mow the lawn and blow the leaves Jose and his crew and they uh, do 
our yard and they also do my uncle's yard. And this morning I was house sitting at my uncle's and I have frequently been kind of embarrassed by like how breakfast for me, breakfast is like a very, it's a very sacred special time. Usually like if I have the time, I will, I will really get into breakfast. You know, I will, I will make, I mean, I I talked about this last time I go to great lengths to make a delicious breakfast. And in my defense, the fact that it often occurs like, you know, between the hours of 10 and noon is because I get up and I do things, other things in the morning, you know, like, like stretch and meditate and write. And so I don't want these guys to get the wrong impression. I I feel the need to explain myself because they come by Monday mornings, you know, during those hours and they are working hard. You know, these guys are up, they're dressed, they're out of the house and they are mowing lawns and blowing leaves and making that money. And here I am just inside the house and I'm in sweats and I'm like brewing a delicious cup of coffee or frying bacon or this morning eating a waffle (laughs) with maple syrup in the sun. And I feel so guilty. I feel so guilty. It's really hard for me to enjoy my breakfast. And, uh, and I, they're, they're not like intrusive. Like I have no reason to believe that they even notice that I'm always cooking breakfast when they come, but I feel like they must because, uh, I mean, like one day I was out working actually in the yard and Jose said to me, ah, trabajadore, oh, eh? like, oh, you're a worker today too. And I said, yeah. And and I said, what? You're surprised? <laughs> I didn't say that, but he sounded surprised. And um, I think it's funny that they, that I'm been at my uncle's house too on Monday mornings and also eating breakfast. And they, they pull up and they see my car. And I just, I just, maybe I'm self-centered and thinking that they're so conscious of me, but I think they must be like, who the fuck is this cat that is always making breakfast at 11 a.m. on Monday morning? Actually, today it was 9.30. But hey, you know, it's my life and uh, I got to enjoy my breakfast. You know, what am I, am I supposed to not enjoy my breakfast because they're working so hard? No. They probably want me to enjoy my breakfast. You know, it's I'm not always going to have time to cook a luxurious breakfast. You know, conceivably there will be some 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 conflicts down the line, you know, some obligations that will preclude me from from my special breakfast time. So while I've got it, I intend to enjoy it. Whether there is a crew of laborers in the hot sun right outside the window or not, I'm going to let that bacon cook to perfection. 
I'm going to put maple syrup on my waffle. And I'm going to have a delicious cup of coffee. De colores, de colores se visten los campos en la primavera. De colores, de colores son los pajaritos que vienen de afuera. De colores, de colores es el arco iris que vemos lucir. Y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí. Y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí. Canta el gallo, canta el gallo con el kiri, 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 kiri. La gallina, la gallina con el cara, 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 cara. Los pollos, los pollos con el pío, 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 pío. Y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí. Por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí. So it's Cinco de Mayo, or was yesterday, and this is a great holiday. We all know that it uh, is a holiday where you drink Mexican beer, and you eat Mexican food, and you wear sombreros. Um, everyone loves it. But apparently, not everybody was just having a good old time on Cinco de Mayo. Here is an article from the Sacramento Bee. It's called UC Davis Students Protest Racially Insensitive Party. I'm going to read a few lines from this article. A Mexican-themed drinking party promoted by employees of the student-run coffee house at UC Davis has roiled the campus, threatening to ignite racial tensions even as the university ramps up admission for minorities and international students. Whoa, whoa, look out, people. Look out, we've got some racial tensions coming on here. It's roiling, the campus is roiled right now. And things are heating up, people. Things are heating up. Let's, let's find out more. Clad in red t-shirts and chanting slogans, about 100 UC Davis students participated Friday in a sit-in at the coffee house, urging a boycott of the cafeteria. The protest came after some coffee house employees promoted an off-campus party at a local park Saturday that they dubbed, quote, Cinco de Drinco 
a name university leaders said had strong connotations of racism. Very good university leaders uh, picking up on the racist undertones of Cinco de Drinco. Um, you guys are really keyed in. Um, these students are idiots. Uh, this is the, the, here's a little more. The Facebook event page for Cinco de Drinco included a picture of four male students wearing sombreros trying to hop a chain link fence while two female students in Border Patrol attire smile. All right, that's completely idiotic. Uh, these children are insensitive idiots, and they don't know what they're doing. And, you know, immigration has nothing to do with Cinco de Mayo. You're... You're celebrating, Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of Mexican culture. And it's already about drinking. You don't have to rename it Cinco de Drinco, because Cinco de Mayo is already about drinking. No one knows what the holiday is really about. I mean, we know it's not Independence Day. Um, but it's just an excuse to, to drink Mexican beer and tequila. And so you don't have to name it Cinco de Drinco. But the truth is that it's the exact same thing, whether you call it Cinco de Mayo or Cinco de Drinco. If you're a college student, it's the exact same experience. You are, uh, you know, drinking and eating Mexican food. Um, the whole immigration thing and border patrol, that's just stupid. That has absolutely nothing to do with the holiday. And yeah, I agree. This is, this is wrong and, you know, uh, it needs to be called out. So they did. I'm going to read on. UC Davis officials and student leaders quickly condemned the planned party, which has since been canceled. During an impromptu meeting at the coffee house, protesters told Chancellor Linda P.B. Katehi that they felt unsafe on campus. All right. Now, really, you feel unsafe on campus because some students, some idiots are calling Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Drinco, and putting up a picture of illegal immigration. I don't think that your safety is truly threatened. I don't think that this party represents uh, this deep-seated racism and like uh, the possibility that there's going to be violence between Mexican-American students and white students. I don't think that's the case. I think these are just idiots that don't know what they're doing and are trying to be funny. I'm going to read on. What kind of message are you trying to send? Asked Edwin Roque, a fourth-year transfer student. So, you know, honestly, good for these students to to call it out and to go and, and boycott, try to boycott the coffee house, which is like an eatery on campus. Um, I think that's great. They should do that. That's, that's wonderful. Um, but this, the tone of the article you can tell is that this is like this serious, serious thing. And we're suddenly going to have race riots at UC Davis. Katehi, the chancellor vowed to use education to prevent similar controversies in the future suggesting that instructional requirements could be changed to mandate a diversity course. Now, 
I'm sorry, but education is not going to help here. The issue here is not that these students don't know about other cultures or um, this isn't anything that a course about how we should respect other cultures is going to fix. If you are a freshman college student that thinks it's a good idea to call a party Cinco de Drinco and thinks it's funny to put up a picture of people in sombreros crossing a border, you're not going to take an a course on diversity seriously at all. You're going to take it as a complete joke. And it's actually going to encourage you to be more insensitive because you're getting attention for your actions and you're feeling a little squeeze of 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 the authorities trying to clamp down on you a little bit and so you're just going to rebel even more the issue here is that freshmen at UC Davis and all across the country are children they are children and they are suddenly given great freedom freedom that they won't enjoy for many years to come because they don't have to worry about making rent or having a job or being responsible at all um, and they are suddenly free from the uh, oversight of their parents and so they go bonkers and they have come through high school system where all they're trying to do is be cool and look cool and act cool and that involves fitting into the social structure and attending the right parties and being rebellious and it doesn't involve at all finding out who you are and what your passion is and defining yourself according to yourself. So these kids are then suddenly given all this freedom, uh, the freedom to drink, um, the freedom to not go to class if you don't want to, and they're acting out because, because they don't know what to do. They don't know who they are, they don't know what to do, and so they're, they're complete idiots because they're children, and they don't know any better, but an educa a course on diversity is not going to help. It's not going to help. Uh, so I just want us to 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 um, understand that 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 this isn't about something that a course is going to fix. This is about kids that are just idiots. I'll read a little bit more. Jonathan Beatty, one of the students wearing a sombrero during the protest, so he's a pro Cinco de Drinco protester said he doesn't think a drinking-themed party for Cinco de Mayo is racist, likening the holiday to St. Patrick's Day festivities. People were being overly sensitive, BT said. The kids got a point. It's not racist to have a drinking-themed party for Cinco de Mayo. That's all Cinco de Mayo is. It's just racist when you call it Cinco de Drinco. Um... The Saturday party would have taken place on the last day of La Raza Cultural Days, a week-long celebration of Chicano and Latino cultures organized by the UC Davis Cross-Cultural Center. Cinco de Mayo, a traditional celebration of Mexican heritage, takes place Monday. Uh, so, right, timing-wise, it's, it's, um, 
It's not good. Cinco de Drinco would have been the second racially insensitive event hosted by coffeehouse employees in less than a month. The other party, quote, Holy Land, encouraged attendees to dress up as terrorists and religious deities, said Armando Figueroa, president of the Associated Students of UC Davis. Coffeehouse is a unit of the student government, which in turn is a department of the university. Figueroa said this was a slap in the face for the association. All right, this party, Holy Land, dress up as terrorists and religious deities. Uh, I think that's fine. Um, I think that's kind of funny because Holy Land is, uh, you know, a pretty complex place these days. And there are terrorists, supposedly, that uh, hang out there. And uh, I think that's kind of funny. Let's see. So they're boycotting, trying to uh, boycott the coffee house. Adela de la Torre, vice chancellor of student affairs, said officials are still investigating the incident, adding those responsible have already undergone diversity training. She said administrators are looking into internal sanctions for these students. Good, we got him into diversity training. You hear that, people? No questions asked. We th we'll, we'll get him into that training. You know, we'll get him, we'll sit there, butts down, and we'll, we'll administer some diversity training. Like, that's going to help. This part I love. Uh, UC Davis isn't a stranger to racially charged controversies. In 2011, student newspaper, the California Aggie, published a column by a girl about her attraction to African-American men, saying she had been hit, quote, oh, she had been, quote, hit by jungle fever. <gasps> oh, my God. Jungle? Jungle? When you're talking about African-Americans, you say jungle? Obviously, that, you got to speak out about that. That girl needs some diversity training right there. She needs some serious diversity training. No, that girl doesn't need diversity training. That girl is having sex with black guys, and she's a white girl. She obviously is not racist. She obviously loves black guys and thinks they're really hot. Okay, that's not a problem. That's a solution right there. We're talking about interracial couples, which are like the best solution for racism and of course that becomes a big deal because we can't say jungle fever we can't say holy land we can't say cinco de drinko <sighs> got it all wrong people we've got it all wrong these are the things that bother me these are the things that bother me Maybe they shouldn't Maybe they shouldn't But these are the things These are the things that bother me Here's something that bothers me Maybe it shouldn't Being called Bud Has anybody ever called you Bud? I suppose I'm speaking to the male listeners here I don't know that females ever get called bud unless it's completely ironic 
but today I was at the gas station buying a bottle of water and the guy behind the counter made my change and I said thank you and he said have a good one bud and I smiled and decided to be nice and said thanks you too it really 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 bothers me though because what are you really saying when you call someone bud that you don't know and that you're not friends with it's a little different than I'd even rather be called buddy than bud buddy is hey buddy you know it's got a little bit of cheerfulness to it hey bud sounds to me like I own you or I'm better than you or I'm bigger than you uh, and maybe this is you know me as a short guy or formerly a short guy as a you know around average height guy uh, young looking I guess I'm the sort of person that gets called bud and I'm 27 and, and I, I don't want to be called bud anymore there's no there's no good reason to call anybody bud and and I would I put that out for you know even as a kid it doesn't feel good to be called bud maybe there's a maybe there's a father son sort of relationship where bud comes into play and it makes sense buddy you know as a, if somebody who I am actually friends with calls me buddy, I think it could be really nice. Hey, buddy, it's like a it's like a nice thing. But if you don't know someone, you don't call them buddy. That's like you're taking you're assuming a casual air when there's no place for it, and you're also you're in doing so you're stating that that you're superior to them that you that you can call them your bud not your bud <laughs> so i am going to make a commitment to myself and to you my dear listeners to respond in kind if anybody ever calls me bud like happened today i'm going to respond by calling them bud and, or I'll, I'll use sport. I think sport is sort of along the same lines. So in this case, the guy would have said, have a good one, bud. And I'd say, you too, sport. And, and it might piss him off. And then that would be great because then it might make him think, oh, I don't like being called bud or sport. And then it might make him think, Oh, maybe he doesn't like being called Bud or Sport. And we might get some progress on this issue. These are the things that bother me. These are the things that bother me. Maybe they shouldn't. Maybe they shouldn't. But these are the things. So now we have
have this article in the Act B that is portraying UC Davis as this hotbed of racial tensions. We're going to be hearing about, if anything else comes up, oh my God, it's going to be added to that list. And it's this place where, you know, uh, these racial controversies are sparked off. And it's not helpful. It's not helpful to make a big deal out of these things. Certainly, some of them need to be addressed. That picture is stupid, and those kids should be punished somehow for making that stupid party. And it shouldn't be, of course, when it's associated with a, a campus institution, it can't be like that. But I don't like this huge, overblown session of, of talking about racism. It's one of those issues that is so counterproductive because it makes all of everybody like no one's going to support that Cinco de Drinco party and that picture no one's going to say like oh that's fine like no one in their right mind is going to say that no one in their right mind is going to support racism right so everybody's going to come out against it if you have to if you don't you are a racist and so what it does is it makes us all feel like we're united and we're doing something and we're helping, right? Because we can throw our weight behind any uh, cause that is supposedly fighting racism. We can come out and write something about what a pig Donald Sterling is, the owner of the Clippers who got recorded saying really racist things, right? We can write a bunch of articles about it. All the celebrities can come out and talk, say, you know, release statements condemning it. When really, it, it doesn't fix the problem at all. It, all it does is, is proves that you can identify racism. Well, it's not that hard to identify racism when it comes in these obvious forms, like a picture of guys wearing sombreros trying to cross a border. It's a little harder to to call it out in real life where it, it really exists. These kids trying uh, crossing a border are not racists. They're idiots. Okay? Encountering it in in real life where you actually can feel it and doing something about it, that's the real fight right there. And these big issues that get everyone together, where, of course, everybody in their right mind is going to come out on this on one side and prove that they're not racist. It's this big illusory thing that, that connects us all and makes us feel like we're, we're united and we're in this fight together and we're progressive and we're making something happen. When really, it, we're not doing anything. You know, and these issues are, are just big old, big old distractions, big old wastes of time, uh, wastes of money, you know, diversity training, waste of time, waste of time, uh, education classes for freshman students about diversity and sensitivity, complete waste of time, um, you just gotta, you gotta not take things so seriously. You gotta call it like you see it. You gotta be uh, ready to stand up for injustice and, and human rights. And 
you got to just turn, you know, dismiss, dismiss idiots that put up a picture of, 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 of guys in sombreros crossing a border as idiots. Don't give them any, don't give them the, the attention and, and the, the thrill of becoming part of a big story. <sighs> Shout out to UC Davis. Y por eso los grandes amores de muchos colores me gustan a mí. Well, that was it, ladies and gentlemen, and dolphins. If there are any dolphins out there, eep 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 eep. Shout out to my shout out to my dolphin listeners. You know, a short podcast. Sometimes that's how they are. <clears throat> They're short. Uh, short and sweet. I hope you liked it. Did you like it? Gosh, I sure hope you did. I had fun, you know, just another chance to put myself out there, say a few words, you know, take a stance against racism, all in a day's work. Uh, like I said before, you can email me at gaberobertsart at gmail.com. I feel like I'm talking really loud. Good thing I can turn that down in post post-production which is where i've been all morning been in post-production little update um still i'm painting i'm still painting i i sold a, a painting thank you to uh my my dear patrons who, who purchased the painting you know who you are um you don't know who you who they are because i didn't say it but thanks to them and 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 you know i'm 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 painting i'm framing you know, making frames for the paintings. Um, I'm reading a little bit. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Biking, running, swimming, hiking. Picking flowers, rubbing them on my face. You know, because they smell so good. Like burying my face in a blossom. You ever bury your face in a blossom? That's quite an experience. It's uh, That's what May is all about, really. Anyhow, I'm going to leave you with an emotional song. You guys ready? So get all your chuckles out. Okay, because chuckle time's over. All right, it's time to get emotional. This is a song by Iron and Wine. Sure, you've heard of them. Great song. It's called Radio War. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, stay tuned for more podcasts and have a great week. Ciao. Did the wine make her dream of the far distant spring or a bed full of hens or the ghost of a friend all the while that she wept she had a gun by her bed and a letter he wrote from a dry foundered boat and the train track will take all the wounded ones home and I'll 
be alone. Fare thee well, Sarah Jones. Now we lie on the floor while the radio war finds its way through the air of the dead market square and the beast never seen licks its red talons clean Sarah Kerr says the cold no more snow no more snow no more snow